What is financial planning? We talk a lot about financial planning here on Retirement Mentorship, including our mission, right, to grow your knowledge and belief in financial planning. So what exactly is financial planning? In this 101st episode of Retirement Mentorship, we want to do a financial planning 101. Just explain, hey, what is financial planning? What are the the various aspects of it? What are the benefits of it? Most importantly, right? What do we actually mean by financial planning? How is that different from financial advice or investment management or some of these other terms that you may have heard? So we want to make this a, a 101 on financial planning. If you've been with us for a long time, you'll have heard some of these things before. But if you ever thought to yourself, man, I wish so-and-so uh, could hear this, or I sure hope so-and-so knows these things, we want to make this a, just a one-stop episode that you could shoot out to people and kind of help explain what financial planning is is. And if this is the first time that you are joining us or you're new to the, the podcast or to financial planning, this will be a crash course on what financial planning is. Like with all of our episodes, you can find the blog for this episode at retirementorship.com slash 101, the digits 101. That'll take you to the 101st episode here. And in this blog, there's going to be tons of links. There's always some, but this one has got a lot of links out to a lot of the other things that we're talking about. because We're going to be summarizing a lot of financial planning today. And if you want to know more about any individual piece that we're talking about, we've probably covered it in depth in another episode. And so you can find direct links to those episodes from the blog. So go to retirementship.com slash 101 and you can find all those links there. So what so again, we're going to look at what is financial planning, right? And then we're going to cover the benefits of it. It's going to be the most important part because there's no reason to do it if there's no benefits and there's great benefits to financial planning. And then I'll see how does that differ from some of the other types of financial advice or other things that are out there. So what is financial planning. Uh, financial planning really is the purposeful arranging, personally arranging all the areas or the aspects of finances to help you achieve your short, medium, and long-term goals, right? It's it's acting intentionally with all the various aspects of your finances so that you can better achieve or achieve them sooner, or achieve a better version of both your short, medium, and long-term goals. And so, the, you know, if you're doing comprehensive financial planning, really that's going to be looking at the six domains of financial planning. We did uh, a whole episode on these and then an episode on each one of these starting with episode 24. So if you go to retirementship.com slash 24, you can find the beginning of that series we did. Otherwise, again, you can look at the links in this episode to find the exact ones. But the domains of financial planning are cash flow and net worth, investments, insurance, taxes, retirement, both pre-retirement planning and post-retirement planning, and estate planning, what happens with all your funds when you pass away. And so when it comes to financial planning, right, financial planning is really this proactive thing that we do, right? Your personal finances will happen to you whether you like it or not. Right, you will you will have a job and you will earn money and spend that money. Therefore, you have cash flow. Right, you will slowly acquire assets, both financial and non-financial, and 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 have you know positive things on on one side, and then you will probably also take on some debt and have some some things that you owe. And therefore, you're going to have a net worth. Right, you are going to uh you know have some probably at least a uh, employer retirement plan through work and maybe some other investments. Therefore, you will have investments. You will have a retirement. You'll be paying into Social Security and Medicare for all of your working life and then collect on those when you finally retire. Therefore, you will have a retirement of some sort down the road, right? And you know you are required to have some insurances and you should probably have some other ones. And there are some other ones that you definitely should not have. Uh, and, and, and you may find yourselves having or not having the right insurances or the wrong insurances. And you're going to pass away someday, right? And, and you all anything that you have left over is going to go to someone and either you're going to decide that or the government is going to decide that. 
So either way, every single aspect of personal finance, all the six domains of personal finance are going to happen to you. And so you might as well happen to it, right? Either you can be a victim of all these different areas and you can be a victim of of what the government decides for you, what your employer decides for you, what your banks decide for you and marketing agencies. You can be a victim of of indecision or naivete or, or just ignorance or all these different things. Or you can choose to proactively act on these areas, right? To, to gain the knowledge that we need to make good decisions in these areas, to, to work with someone if you don't want to do it all on yourself, to, to act, to, to plan, to decide, hey, this is where I want to go. These are the things I need to do to get there. And here's how I'm going to implement those things and, and, and create a plan to make those things happen. Right, let's not let's not be a victim and just reactively take things. Let's not just react to finance as life throws it at us. Let's proactively decide what we want and make a plan to get there. That's really what financial planning is. And so what does financial planning do then? What are the benefits of financial planning? Well, there's there's two categories, I, I think. One is monetary benefits and the other one is is mental benefits. So in, in monetary benefits, there's there's two subcategories of that, right? There's there's you can make more money with financial planning. You can make more money with financial planning. And that can happen in three ways, right? It's not always guaranteed because there's a lot of things that happen in the future. Um, but, you know, you look back and you said, well, if we had done these things in the past or so-and-so had done these things in the past, they definitely would have made more money. And so, therefore, we believe that doing these things now will help us make more money in the future. But you can do that in three ways, right? You can do that through better investment returns. When you are investing for a purpose, for a goal, and you have exactly what you have in, you know, trying to do in mind, you can invest differently than if you're just throwing money into accounts. That's what so many people do, right? They have a portfolio, but they don't have a plan. And so they're just throwing money into, into accounts, throwing money in their 401k, throwing money into a pension, throwing money into other accounts, but they don't really have a plan. And, and, and you can potentially get better investment returns, make more money on your investments, have your investments work harder for you than you have for them by doing it in accordance with a financial plan. So you can make more money by having better investment returns. You can make more money by having higher interest rates, right? Especially if you are working with someone who really knows what they're doing, they have access to better rates, even on your on your non-investments, right? Just the, the cash, the other things you have sitting around, instead of just going to your local bank, they, they have better options for you there. And then largely, lastly, you could end up with a larger pension or larger social security benefits uh, just through planning out specifically. And, not, and again, not just waiting until age 70 to take social security or or whatever else but really when you're operating those things as part of a plan you can get more out of those things you can make more money with financial planning the other way so number one you can make more money and number two you can save some salary right and i just obviously call it that because i wanted it to alliterate and make more money or save some salary um, you can do this by saving on lifetime taxes. That's probably the biggest one, right? Like financial planning is looking forward and the tax planning aspect of that is saying, hey, not how do we just save taxes on last year, but how do we save taxes over a lifetime? And should we even pay taxes now, more taxes now so that we can save them in the lifetime, right? So you can you can save on lifetime taxes. You can eliminate or reduce unnecessary insurance premiums, right? That a lot of times we have insurance policies because we've been sold them by people who make a commission off of selling you more than you need or, or just a policy you don't need at all. Um, and so working with a good financial plan and having a good financial plan can show you, hey, these are the insurances you actually need. These are the ones you don't. These are the ones we can reduce and you might be able to save some money there. Um, and then lastly, reducing your total interest paid over your lifetime. How do we, you know, either avoid debt or use uh, better forms of debt or, you know, whatever your philosophy on debt is, it's probably not, hey, how do I pay the most in credit cards? And if I'm going to have a certain kind of debt, how do I make sure I pay a higher rate on that debt, right? 
that's probably not part of your philosophy. So whether you're, you want to be totally debt free or whether you're okay using debt, as long as you're doing it in a smart way, doing it as part of a financial plan and understanding how that relates to investing in these other areas can save you in total interest. And so the combination of, of these two monetary benefits, right, is, is massive. And you can make a lot more money. You can save some salary on, on all these different places. And oftentimes it's going to be more. You often almost make more and save more than it would cost you to actually work with a financial planner, for example, to help you do all these things. So if you're just lacking the time, then, then have someone else do it for you and they will pay for themselves. They should pay for themselves if they're, if they're, uh, know what they're doing. Um, so that's the monetary benefits. The mental benefits of, planning is also great. And we actually did a whole episode on, there was actually the sixth episode uh, that we did in the whole podcast. So if you go to retirementmentorship.com slash six, it'll take you to the six benefits of financial planning. So I thought we'd just quick go over them, just summarize them here. And if you want to dig into each one, go back and listen to that episode. And so the first one, so they are organization, education, visual, visualization, accountability, proactivity, and objectivity. So organization, right? Helping you put the pieces of your financial life in order. Sometimes we just got a billion accounts and all these things everywhere and it just helps us organize all those things, right? Education, helping you understand your, your total financial picture and how it all fits together. Uh, visualization, helping you see the long-term effects of right now decisions, right? If we do this right now, is it going to be good long-term or bad long-term and, and, and by what degree? Uh, accountability, helping you stay on track to meeting your financial goals. We've said, hey, this is important to us, but then we get distracted by shiny objects and good financial planning can help us stay accountable to what we said we wanted, right? Uh, proactivity, helping you address issues before they become problems, right? Let's not just let life happen to us. Let's happen to life and be proactive. And then objectivity, right? Helping you make hard choices and good decisions. Sometimes the things that we need to do are hard to do, right? Like we talked about saving lifetime taxes. Sometimes that means that we need to do a conversion or something and we're going to pay a whole bunch of taxes right now. And that's really hard to do. It's hard to scratch a $100,000 check to the IRS or a $20,000 check to the IRS. It's a hard thing to do. And we won't do it unless we've got that objectivity to know, you know, you need to do this in order to save on lifetime taxes, right? So th those are all benefits. Again, we dive into all those more in depth in episode six. If you haven't listened to that, I would I'd recommend uh, going and doing that. So what if you want all these benefits, right? But you just don't have the capacity to do it, right? You want you want the the particularly the monetary benefits, right? Who doesn't want to make more money or save more money? Um, and then you also like some of those, maybe some of those uh, mental benefits really stood out to you. Like, man, I'm super disorganized or, you know, I just, I don't really see how my money fits together. So I'd love to see that visualized. Uh, you know, I, I know I need to be doing all these things, but I'm a procrastinator. I could use some proactivity, um, whatever it is, right? It, maybe you just don't have the time or capacity to do that and you want to hire someone to do that. So wh how do you do that? What's the difference between a financial planner and a financial advisor and an investment advisor and all these different things, right? So here's a quick summary. We've talked about this before, but a financial planner is someone who does financial planning, right? Comprehensive financial planning. And of course, you're going to want a certified financial planner to do that, right? A CFP, a certified financial planner. And if they don't have that designation, there's a pretty good chance they don't do it comprehensively. I'm pretty sure anyone who does do it comprehensively has gotten that designation. Um, and so that, that's a good way to start anyway, is looking for that. A financial advisor is a professional who gives advice on finances, right? Um, this is unfortunately a very generic term. They've tried to regulate it more and keep it more for people who are really trying to give just great advice and not selling products. Um, but a lot of people have taken this term and apply it to themselves, even if they don't technically give advice. And so you, you, you have some 
people who are just professionals that are just, all they do is they sell financial products. They sell insurance products and bank products and annuity products and all of these things. And they'll hold themselves out as a financial advisor because they, they give you advice on insurance and on annuities and all these other things, but they're really just selling you products for, for huge commissions. You'll also find some of the best fee only fiduciary top of the line, uh, you know, financial planners will also call themselves a financial advisor. Um, just because, and like, for instance, I'll even do it sometimes on, on our website, just because I want to make sure that we're appearing because people don't know the difference. They might search financial advisor near me, not financial planner near me. And so I, we want to show up uh, in that search if, if they do that. And so we'll also call ourselves financial advisor. Although first and foremost, I would identify as a financial planner, not an advisor. Um, and so that's, that's a really hard one to know. So I wouldn't just go off of like, Hey, is someone a financial advisor? You know, all financial advisors are the same. They're not, there's, there's big differences out there. Uh, you also have like an investment advisor, investment manager, or wealth manager. A lot of those people are just, they, they only do the investment portion of it. So they're not looking at the insurance, the tax, uh, you know, they, you know, you ask them, should I do a Roth conversion? They say, I don't know, go ask your tax advisor. Like they're just, they don't look at everything together. Um, and so that, that those ones are pretty straightforward. And then you'll have this whole other category, all these other different names. You might see people who are a financial representative or a financial professional or financial consultant. Um, representative is probably the best term out of those. It's the most realistic because they represent the company, right? They represent a financial company, usually an insurance company that's selling you products. A lot of times um, they don't, people don't want to say that because they, they want to appear more unbiased, more like an advisor but compliance won't let them use the term advisor because technically you do need to have the right license to use that. Although some people use it, even they don't have it. It's, it's hard, right? Like the problem is like in, in healthcare, if you have a, a, a neurosurgeon, right. Or, or a cardiac, a cardiologist, like, you know what they do and what they're, you know, you know exactly what they do and, and that they're certified to do it. Um, we don't have, unfortunately, those same standards, um, at least not legally in, in the financial industry. And so, um, you'll have people that will call themselves, you know, they can't call themselves an advisor and they don't want to call themselves a representative because that's too obvious. And so they'll use financial professional or financial consultant or some of these other terms. Um, and so we, I would steer clear of anyone who just represents a company is trying to sell their products. There's better, there's better things out there. Um, so, so what do you want? Right. And we've talked about this before, but you definitely, if you are going to get some help creating your finance plan, you want all those benefits. Uh, you want to have all of your finances work together, not just this part or this part. Uh, then you want to work with a fee only fiduciary certified financial planner, right? A fee only fiduciary certified financial planner. We did an in-depth look at what a fiduciary is in episode 88 and 89. Uh, I think those should be required listening or reading for anyone who is looking at hiring financial help, right? You need to know what a fiduciary is. Basically, it's they're required to act in your best interest instead of their own. Right? They can't recommend something to you just because it makes them a lot of money. They can only recommend stuff that is in your best interest. And there's people who call themselves fiduciaries or not. You really should just go. If you have not, please go listen to episodes 88 and 89 to really get that. So that, that's a must fee only. They're not, they don't, they're not, uh, those are conflicts of interest with selling things that make a big commission, all these other things. And of course, certified financial planner that actually know what they're doing across all of these aspects. So um, you can find them at feeonlynetwork.com, feeonlynetwork.com, links in the description and of course in the blog post. Um, if you're over 50 
and you want to potentially work with me or you want to not, you know, probably don't know enough to decide if you want to work with me, but if you want to evaluate whether you'd want to work with my financial planning firm, uh, I, my financial planning firm is lacrosse financial planning. You can find that at laxfp.com. Uh, if you're in the generate the, the X or the Y generations, right? You're a gen X or a millennial, then you can work with XY financial planning. Uh, you know, they operate the same way that, that I do have a lot of the same philosophy, all the same philosophies around investing and, and financial planning and all that. Um, so if you're under 50, but still like the way that we do things around here, that'd be a good one to go there. So yeah, feelingnetwork.com, laxfp.com. If you're over 50, XY financial planning, if you're under 50. And and as we just wrap up this kind of financial planning 101, and there's a few reasons I think that we see people not working with a financial planner that they, they don't, uh, basically four, right? First one is that they're a do-it-yourselfer, right? They, they've read some books, they've listened to some podcasts, maybe they've taken a course, they've done some independent research, and they've learned a lot about finances and they're way ahead of the curve. They know more about finances than anyone else they know. They see a lot of other people doing dumb things. They see a lot of uh, financial advisors giving dumb advice. And so like, oh, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to go pay someone to give me horrible advice. I just learned everything myself and now I'm all good. I have a financial plan and I'm all set. Um, and I have never, ever found someone that we could not improve their situation. Right. Even the people that I've seen a lot, I've seen people who don't know anything about finances and people who are really good and really have everything tied up really well. Uh, not everything, but, you know, a lot of things are, are they've got a great plan already um, and there's still things that we can do. And part of the reason for that is, is that anything that you read, any study that you do, any classes that you take, it's all general financial education. Right? It's general financial advice for the general public, which means you're getting general information, not specific information. Um, and so unless you really have really dug in and, you know, basically gotten a CFP, gotten some of these other things, you're not, you can't always see what, hey, what's the specific advice that I need though? And that's where, you know, the devil's in the details and that's where we can find some of those, those values. And so I'm still up for the challenge of, of, of someone proving me wrong on that and coming in and, and having literally everything where we can't actually do anything for them, but I've never found anyone that we couldn't improve. And I would imagine that's, that's for a lot of the other financial planners on feeling network, I would imagine that's that's their scenario too, where again, it, there's a lot of bad advisors out there, but the subsection of fee-only fiduciary advisors that you can find on fee-onlynetwork.com, pretty sure any of them could find some way to improve your situation, even if you're a do-it-yourselfer and have had it all done. Uh, on the flip side, then you have people that where it's, it's, it's scary or it's embarrassing or they don't want the pressure of, of, of working with someone. Uh, maybe, you know, it's they don't want to talk about their intimate finances. Maybe they're embarrassed about kind of where they are in life. They feel like they should be farther along. Maybe they got a bunch of credit card debt or something like that. Um, and so they don't want to meet with someone because they, you know, they just don't want to do that. Or they feel like it's going to be a timeshare presentation, right? Someone's going to lock the door and they're going to have to say yes and they feel pressured into to some decision. Um, and that can be, that can be scary for sure. And, and talking about your finances with a total stranger, that's scary. And, and so I can't speak to other firms on this. this is the only thing I, I can't really tell you about the other firms on feeling network, but at least in ours, what we've done is we've created this easy two-step process. That's, that's completely no pressure. And so if you want to see, if you want to work with my firm, I think some other firms do a version of this. Um, so that's again, check it out, like interview us, interview other firms as well. But 
but where we first we do a discovery meeting so you can schedule that via zoom or in person we'll just talk about your situation get to know you a little bit hey where are you at where are you trying to go let you ask any questions of us that you have um and then if, if that seems comfortable we'll get your data and evaluate that and then we'll have that second step which is that second meeting on what we call a strategy session we'll have you come back in and that's where we'll teach you a couple strategies or show you some opportunities of, hey we dug under the hood in your situation here's the specific advice the specific areas that we can help you in you know you know even if you don't work with us, here's some ways that you can go improve your situation right away. And we've got a whole bunch more that we can show you if we decide to work together. Um, and then and here's the key part, right? We make you sleep on it. You have to go home. You cannot decide in that second meeting if you want to work with us. We make you go home and sleep on it because rushed decisions are bad decisions, right? So you go home, you sleep on it. We'll send you a follow-up email and you have to reply to that email. Yes or no. Yes, you're in. You want to work with us or no thanks. You want to go in a different direction, right? That way, you know, you can't, there's no pressure in the meeting and you can respond with an easy no via email if you don't want to do it, right? So completely no pressure, right? Sleep on it plus, plus email response equals no pressure. Um, and so that's the one way that we've dealt with it because we, we want to get rid of that hurdle. If that's the only thing that's holding you back is it's kind of scary or you, you don't want that pressure, like just know that that's the way we do it. Other firms have got great onboarding processes as well to kind of get rid of that hurdle. I just don't know. I mean, you have to go find uh, other companies that do that, but um, there's good, good ways to get around that. Uh, third reason is too expensive. People think that, uh, you know, financial planner is going to cost us thousands of dollars a year. And, and, you know, that's just expensive. But again, covered this already earlier, the monetary benefits of financial planning almost always outweigh the actual cost of it. Otherwise, why would you do it? Right. I mean, maybe if you broke even on the monetary benefits versus cost and all those other mental benefits are still worth it, then, then, then it's good. Then you're still good. Right. But it almost always pays for itself. And then some in terms of the strategies and, and the benefits that you get there. So, the only way to know that for sure, right, is to actually go through a discovery and strategy process yourself because that's what we do, right? Is we, you don't know if it's going to be worth it. You don't know what it will cost. We tell you, hey, this is exactly what it costs and this is what we can do for you and this is how we show you, hey, this is how it will be better for you. Even with our costs, you're still better off. Um, and so we can just show you. And, and that's the only way you'll know the answer to that one is if you actually see it. And then the last one, I think this is the biggest reason people are not who don't have a financial plan or not working with a financial planner is procrastination, right? We're just too busy. We've got so much stuff going on all the time. Like who's got the time to learn all this stuff? Who's got the time to go do all these things? Um, but as we talked about in the first episode of the year, uh, 96, maybe 95, um, that one of the most common phrases that we hear is, oh, I wish I had known this earlier. I wish I had done this sooner. And, and we just don't want that to be us this year, right? Let's, let's make this the year that we actually do it instead of always just wishing we had done it or always wishing we, oh, I wish I'd done this a decade ago. Well, you can't do it a decade ago, but you can at least do it today. And so if, if you want these benefits, right? If you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I do need to do this. I need to get some help with it. Um, I'm not going to do it on my own. I know that like I've been trying to forever. I've been meaning to learn about investments. I've been meaning to learn about taxes. I've been meaning to do this stuff and it's never going to happen. Um, then just today, like right now, like pull over if you're driving and you have to do this even uh, and, and schedule a meeting with me, schedule a meeting with XY Financial Planning. If you're under 50, uh, go to fee-only network, find someone on there. Almost every single fee-only network advisor, like right on their website, will have a button that says schedule free consultation or something like that, right? I uh, can't speak to all of them, but bunch of ones that I've seen have that Just put something on the calendar because if you have a deadline you will actually do it and if you get something scheduled you actually move forward with it so schedule two or three of them right interview several different firms uh I'm, I'm more passionate that you work with someone than you work with us and so if you think this is all just some big pitch on on just working with us then 
be offended and go work with someone else. That's fine. That, I, that, that it's more important to me that you get the help you need and accomplish your goals and what you're trying to do and, and send less money to Uncle Sam and less money to the government and less money to all these other things and, and more spend more of your money and, and more of your effort on what's important to you. That's what we're all about here. Of course, we want to make that easy by making ourselves available, but more importantly, be working with someone. So hope that has been helpful for you to kind of see what is financial planning, what are the benefits of it, and what are the differences between some of the ways that you could get that done. And uh, we'll see you next week is going to be our first Ask Freeman episode. So we've got a whole bunch of questions that have been coming in throughout time and a bunch more since the last time when I when I posted about it in last week's episode. Um, and so we'll answer a few of those questions and we'll see you next week. Cheers. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership and there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.